0: Revolutionary Talk for Revolutionary Times. Liberty
1: Talk FM. Well, it's a marvelous night for a moon dance With the stars above in your eyes A fantabulous night to make romance Need the cover of
0: October
1: skies Yet all the leaves on the trees are falling to the sound of the breezes that You And I'm trying to please to the calling of your strength that plays soft and low. Yet all the night's magic seem to
0: win. What's up, what's up, everybody? Welcome aboard to the Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz with you. And what's going on, everybody? Well, we're back from the weekend and the markets are... F- Higher And, you know, what would we expect any different? Uh, you know, again, I think that, of course, as you continue to watch and, and look for things that may or may not be happening here, I, I think the, the continuation of the market just being stuck in a consolidation range are what we should be thinking about and not looking for anything major. One way or the other, I don't think you're going to see any major action. One way or the other, right now, I think the markets have to uh, break out from this range, and of course they will eventually. Whether it be today, tomorrow, or the next day, you just don't know. Uh, but I think that this is something that is part of, you know, what we do as 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 traders. And as investors, as we wait for opportunity, and the opportunity is, is simple. You sit back and you, you sit on the sidelines waiting until it breaks out to a trend. Now, you, know, you, can, you can try to you know, do things uh, ahead of time, but you're really taking away the advantages that we have of using good, solid technical analysis. You know, I think too many people get caught up in in what the news is or what the news may be, and I, I think this is something that you know you you find out uh, by by being a, a trader uh, and by being an investor is that the the more decisions you try to make ahead of news or whatever, or the or the more you try to play the news. The more you end up losing, all right. I mean, you know, we've we've seen this happen for in in all of history. Markets go up and down, and typically they will go up and down based on on money flow and technical analysis. And uh, if if you think that you're smarter than the market, well, then good for you. I will say that you're not. I don't know you, but I will say that you're not. I will say that you 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 need to have a guide. That that puts you in to certain positions in certain situations, and if you try to, you know, outguess or outsmart the overall market, you will end up uh, wondering what hit your bankroll. And that's always something that we, you know, like to discuss and talk about here is how to put yourself in the best position to be successful without trying to guess or gamble on the markets. I mean if you remember that the markets and trading in general is a skill that is learned, is a skill that will help you make the decisions, but you have to be willing to take the emotional and the human part out because trading itself is is more of a robotic or automatic thing based on what you're seeing and you know you can look i always recommend to everybody so that you get a better feel for how markets work is to use very short-term charts like you know like a a a one-minute chart not to trade from but to learn the patterns because when we go back to markets we always say and believe that all markets are the same all patterns repeat themselves and the longest time frame or the shortest time frame will always resolve itself into the longer time frame and that is something that is extremely important to understand if you are truly going to want to be successful so you can listen to all this robo crap advisor and all this robo stuff um but in the meantime, uh, you know, if you want to be able to get in at the best time and get out at the best time, then technical analysis is the only way to fly. All right. now, again, if you look back at any chart, it doesn't matter what it is, uh, they're going to always be the same. You know, they're going to always work the same. Right? Again, that does not assure that you will make money on every trade what it assures is that you will be in the mathematical edge on every trade and that you'll have an opportunity to be in the best position on every trade. And then if you take the, the um, discipline that goes with it and you make sure that when you're wrong that you exit, then you will find that more often than not, Your losers will be small, and there's going to be losers, okay. but your winners will be much bigger. And that is always something that we want to make sure that everybody understands is the ability to allow markets to do what they're going to do and not try to reach out in front of them, but more sit back and wait on the back of them. And, and that is something that you know we go over and over and over again, which then puts us, again, in the best position to create success, which is why sometimes we just say, okay, well, it's better right now to observe the market because the, the patterns that we're looking for are not cooperating with us The patterns that we're looking at are not giving us the edge. So why should we get involved until we feel that we can grab the edge? And that comes back to pure technical analysis, which then allows you, the trader or investor, to create a higher probability of success. And isn't that why you're here? You know, to create and to have an opportunity that gives you more success. So you can, again, you know, many people write me, many people say, hey, well, you know, what about this? What about that? And I go, that's great. But that news, that information has already been priced in to a market. And we're not going to be able to outthink or outbeat what gets priced in well ahead of time. And that is what is really the importance of technical analysis and, and, and understanding how the markets themselves work instead of trying to make the markets work the way you want them to work. Again, I, I, I say this on a, on a regular basis, but it's easier if you allow the markets to work for you instead of you working For the markets, so make sure that whatever you do, that the technical analysis part lines up with what you are thinking and what you're looking for, because that will give you a better opportunity to be successful. This is the Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horowitz with you, and of course, remember our high school investing program. We're at the point. We're at the key decision point of whether or not we're going to continue or not and if if you want us to continue we need your help okay and if you want to help us out go to patreon dot com forward slash bubba trading and of course don't forget to download the show each and every day at liberty talk.fm that'll allow you to get the show if you happen to miss one in the meantime we're going to step out of here for a break this is the bubba show i am todd Borwitz. i'll be right back with more after the break the bubba show Come back to The Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz with you. And, you know, we haven't had a chance to really talk about the Roseanne, Samantha B. Keith Olbermann stuff since it all broke. But what's your opinion? What are you thinking about? I mean, and again, I don't care what side of the eye you sit on. It doesn't matter to me one way or the other. But what are you thinking about when you hear uh, Roseanne Barr Make her comments, which were not very nice, and you know, can can be considered racist. And and you know, are you happy she was fired? Are you upset about it? I mean, I I, I think that she deserved the discipline. I deserve. I I don't have a problem. My biggest problem with her being fired is the amount of people that will be put out of work because she was fired, uh, not for her specifically, but the people that you know worked in the show, whatever. Uh, but, you know, again, I, I don't have a problem with that, but I do have a problem with the double standard that we now live by on a regular basis, and, and that would be uh, ABC, which happens to be this, the case here. Uh, ABC owns ESPN, and they just rehired back uh, Keith Overman, who on more than one occasion has called President Trump a Nazi, uh, has flipped some very, very... Uh, nasty terms his way and uh, to me that, that seems like a pretty much of a double standard but of course we know that ESPN and, and that ABC leans to the left like the rest of the media because when Jamal Hill went crazy on the president and then doubled up on, on that information she had no discipline no disciplinary action so, because Roseanne Barr is on the right, she gets fired. The others get a pass. And uh, I think that, that that has to be something that we have to you know, be concerned about. And then you take into the fact uh, Samantha B., who has a show on TBS, who called Ivanka Trump the C word, as they say. Okay. Uh, I mean, is, and not only that, the next day she got an award. I mean, where are we in this country? Where are we in the hatred from one side to the other? Don't you find that to be kind of sad that we we, we allow these things to happen? I mean, again, I have no problem. I'm a freedom of speech guy, okay? You, know, you can say whatever you want, but you should have to be willing to suffer the consequences. Now, why? where is the difference between what Roseanne Barr said and what Keith Oberman says, what Jamal Hill says, or what Samantha Bee says. Where is the difference? Okay. I mean, I thought it was funny, you know, of course, last week when, uh, you know, President Trump said to Bob Iger, where's my phone call apologizing? You know, are we, we where are we in this world of, uh, you know, what's going on where it's okay to, Criticize. Now, now, again, remember, forget about the racial slurs and forget about the other stuff right now. It's definitely okay to criticize the president if you're not happy, okay? But but are you not happy because he's doing a good job? Are you not happy because he's doing and keeping all of the promises that he said he would do? Is that why you're not happy? Okay. Uh, now... I think this this war, this battle between the media and everybody else is, is kind of a ridic- ridiculous right now. I mean, here we are, okay? Now, you know, from the economy standpoint, <clears throat> I'm not as big a believer as in how good everything is or how good they say everything is. But at the end of the day, the numbers bear out the facts that things are going better, but yet we still have the the left media not looking for the good things that are happening, but for everything bad, okay? For everything to be critical of the president, for every reason to say that he's a piece of garbage, versus saying, hey, you know what? He made these promises, A, B, and C, and he's keeping these promises, A, B, and C. So, you know, why, why is it, where is it written that we just can't do and say the right things and we, we, we have to punish and fire those who don't agree with what's happening on the left. This is where I think the problems now start to come into. I, again, to me personally, I could vote either way. I'm not just pure, I mean, I'm a libertarian more, more to speak. And I can vote either way in the general election. I just want the person I'm going to vote for to follow, to have some of the similar views as to what I have. And, you know, I don't criticize. I mean, I did not like Barack, but I didn't openly criticize and, and continue to badger. I hoped that somehow he would do a good job. I don't think he did so, but again, that's a story for another day. But when when did this country become so divided and so divisive against everybody? Um, you know, especially when, other than President Trump, all the politicians are the same piece of crap. They're all garbage. Now, I I cannot say that about the president. I believe that the president truly loves America. I believe that the president's mind is to really make things the best for the country. And I believe that, that he is trying to do his best job to make everything better. But yet, we aren't getting that right now. We continue to get the left and the left media to berate and badger the president and obviously forcing him to send out a lot of these tweets. Now, what do you think about the tweeting? Are are you anti the tweets? Are you for the tweets? I like the tweets. I think it's pretty cool. I mean, again, I don't know what presidential is other than what we were all trained our entire life to believe. But is the president, other than being the president, is he or she any different than you and me, other than the fact that they got to the point of being the president of the United States? See, to me, again, that becomes an issue that that we continue to, to be divided on. Is It shouldn't really matter whether or not the person is a Democrat or a Republican or an Independent or whatever, it should matter whether or not they do a good job at taking care of America and taking care of the American people. That should be our number one concern, not the fact of whether or not we liked his politics or her politics. It doesn't matter. I, I mean, this is, you know, I mean, I live in a city that has the worst mayor in the history. Well, I don't know if he's as worth as Barry, but you know, I live in a state that has had four out of the last nine governors go to jail. All right. So obviously those are not good things, but isn't it time that we actually grew up and, and isn't it time that we actually did the right things, which the right thing here is to support who's ever in office, knowing that they will eventually not be in office anymore. I mean, we're going to we're, we're going to have a new president in two or four years, or two or six years. So isn't it the best to put together and make sure that we make the country better now? And then, you know, if we're not happy with the person that is there, we vote them out and move on. Is that not the way life is supposed to be? I mean, that was always what, what, what I was taught, was that we are supposed to uh, support and back what we have. We don't have to like it, but we as Americans are supposed to have the best country, And the only way you can do that is by continuing to support what you have, when you have it, and then when you get a chance to go to the voting booth, you get to vote and change the landscape. This is The Bubba Show. I am Todd Bubba Horwitz, and of course, LibertyTalk.fm, the only station you need, which will allow you to download The Bubba Show each and every day, as well as The Sporting Edge on the weekends. And, of course, don't forget to get Bubba's daily update, which comes to you free. <clears throat> Every day after the close, I do a quick update, three to five minutes on a video, telling you what's going on, what I see today, and what I expect to tomorrow. You go to BubbaTrading.com and get that loaded up. It's all free, no credit card, and we're going to step out here for a break. This is The Bubba Show. Todd Bob we will be right back with more after the break. The Bubba Show. What's up, everybody? Bubba here. It's finally here. The long-awaited Bubba Report, bringing you news from all the trading floors across the globe. We've got Scott Shalady, the cow guy, on CNBC, Fox, and Bloomberg. We've got Keith Bliss, CNBC, Fox, and a floor trader at the New York Stock Exchange. We've got The Badger, who writes the hot topics in the political news. We've got myself putting together my own unique indexes that will help you, give you a better idea of what's going on in the market. All you need to do to get a hold of the Bubba Report is go to the and sign up for the newsletter or you can email me direct at bubb at the We want you to have this report because we've got over 150 years of experience talking about markets, getting ready for the trading and puts you in the best position to have successful. So email me at bubb at the to get a copy of your report or go right to the website, the Make sure you get it. It's a must have for every investor and trader. The Bubba Report. Welcome back to The Bubba Show with Matt Demeter, DemeterResearch.com, and me, Todd Bubba Horowitz of BubbaTrading.com. So, Matt, we were talking about, and I I want you to go ahead and continue that thought, but it's the way that, you know, it's almost like the military. you got to turn your script. So they can continue, you know, keep their reins on it, and and again, I don't like that as well. I think that's obviously just their way of of, of tracking and keeping a hold of everything. But uh, go ahead and finish your thought, man.
1: Well, it's just you know, global. Look, in the United States, it's not it's not terrible. I mean, you know, the, using the banking system is is pretty much a breeze for us. But if you look globally, the amount of capital controls you've seen in third world countries are insane. Like you look at Zimbabwe in the nineties. Uh, and, and, you know, you saw what they did with hyperinflation. You look at Venezuela, you see what's going on there now and for the past year or two. And then uh, you look at just around the world, what, what the banking systems in those countries do to their people. They, you know, governments are incompetent around the world. And they'll they'll inflate the money supply. They'll destroy the value of your savings, what you might have worked for your whole life. Then you know. Then they'll say, put it. You have to put it all in the bank, or it's totally worthless. You put it in the bank, and now there's capital controls, and they won't let you take it out. Uh, you know. You know. Uh, what am I thinking of? Uh, Argentina, where they're running 20% inflation every year, and, and you couldn't buy dollars for. You know, 10 years and now you can again. It's just, you know, it's just, I want, there needs to be, there has to be a better system. And eventually I think that's, you know, where I want this to go. I don't really want to give up on that, uh, that that end of, of crypto. And I agree. Look, you and I are on the
0: same page here. We both have the same issues with with the uh, the the way that they they operate. And uh, but you did mention Zimbabwe, and 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 I just wanted to mention that you know uh, Uganda, Zimbabwe, and others have now are now looking to grow cryptocurrencies because they say, seem to understand that they're actually better for everybody. And that does take away what you, what you and I just talked about is that that way to control things, because again, these trade in strictly the free markets. And I think that's pretty interesting. What are
1: your thoughts of that? I think that's great. If they're pro- and I haven't looked closely enough at their projects, but you know, if you want to take something that is supply limited and non-censorable and uh, you know, uh, free market as you were talking about, uh, and you want to strip away those things, and you you, you just want to use a distributed ledger, but y- you want to control the the uh, the supply, you want to control like who who owns it, and you know who they are, and all those other things. Um, basically, you're 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 just creating a huge database, and uh, you're taking away some of the key uh, aspects of what crypto is. If that's the case, then I then I, I'm not a big fan of it. Uh, but if if they're saying we're going to create a national cryptocurrency that we can't, you know, inflate the supply, we can't, you know, it's 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 decentralized and so forth. Yeah, then I'm, then I'm totally for that. Well, I
0: think that's where it's going. I think that's where it's going, because, again, I think that, uh, you know, the the people that invest in the cryptocurrencies are a different breed, other than the ones that are in late now trying to gamble on them or trying to, you know, get rich. But the people that understand it realize it and they would not use those, I don't think. And I think that was the, the whole easy thing just goes back to we just simply go back to to Greece. You know, seven or eight years ago when we were trying to get out, you know, when Greece was going through troubles and people couldn't get their money out, they wouldn't let them take it. And you couldn't you yeah. certainly can't take out a thousand ounces of gold. I mean, it's kind of hard to carry that out of the country. Right. Whereas with the cryptos, you just bang, hit a button and you put it in your wallet. And you're gone. Right. You carry it on. your yeah. phone. So I'm with you there. And, and, and I think there's something interesting. I don't know if you're familiar with Tom Lee. OK, but Tom Lee yeah. is a what was, I think, a big executive for J.P. Morgan back in the day, and he went to city, and I forget where he's at now, but he was on actually on air last week talking about Bitcoin, and you wouldn't think a guy like that would be, uh, be a believer, but his opinion is Bitcoin goes to 25,000 this year. And I know that right. doesn't fit your technicals, but I think that it's interesting because, again, he's a guy that you would not expect him to be talking like this about the cryptocurrencies. And I think that that shows you he believes it to be nominal gold and and, and, and it can actually be used as, as in that fashion as well. And I think we saw a lot of that last week when when the markets got hammered early, but yet gold didn't move and, and the cryptos were moving a little bit. What
1: do you think? Yeah, I like Tom Lee. And, uh, you know, he's been a, a big bull in the stock market for quite a while, and he's been right. And uh, I appreciate like his perspective on things. He also created a Bitcoin sentiment index, which I think is really good. Um, the, his perspective on Bitcoin. I think I'm not saying that's, uh, that's going to be my technical say that first before uh, we have a rising, we have a rising line that needs to be hit as support in Bitcoin. And from that point forward, we can have a next big up leg uh, that, Price it's moving up fifty, roughly fifty dollars per day. As of today, it's about five thousand six hundred. The end is moving up fifty points per day. So when we hit that, that's when I think we get the next big up leg. Um, and then, yeah, that could that could make it to twenty five thousand by the end of the year. Um, I wouldn't necessarily. I'm not as. I, I don't think we're going to make it to twenty five thousand, but I'm not saying it's impossible. I just I just you know. No, I understand. It it makes sense. I mean, look, I don't, me, I never make
0: calls like that. What I would say to anybody is, let's see if we can get over 9,000 first, because that was the last resistance, and then let's see if we can make new highs. I don't, you know, I'm not a big fan of making a call to 25,000 when we've never been there before, and, you know, we've got some resistance ahead of time. But again, my my fact is that he just, he, he accepts it now, which is not a guy you would not expect to be so accepting of it, and of course, now the IMF OK, it basically said, if the banks can't beat crypto, they need to join it, which I think yeah. is going to be more into it. Now, I think we're going to see again between LedgerX and now them getting recognized by the CFTC and, and LMX opening up that exchange. I think that we are now seeing the first big step in cryptocurrency that is really going to open up to the world. Okay, because of just the way that things are happening. And, of course, this goes back to the Internet. You know, if we look back, you know, 20 years ago, 25 years ago, these were a lot of the same things that were happening. Maybe not exactly the same, but very similar as to what we're seeing now. And, of course, you have rightfully compared this for eight years, for 10, five years of what this cryptocurrency business is. And, of course, I think you're starting to see the fruition of what you talked about. What do you think?
1: Yeah. No, I mean, it it definitely – opens up the gateway for institutions to get in and I think that's uh, that's awesome that you know more money coming in is good for value so um, yeah I do think it's it's going the way that we had hoped um, I just want to see the uh, you know decentralization non-censorship aspects uh, remain right so I mean we'll see what the IMF does I know it's an SP what an SPR based uh uh, cryptocurrency we'll see what they do i don't know you know we have to i have to know more details about you know are they going you know are they going to control supply are they going to be interest rates how are they going to handle it but uh, the fact that they're waking up to the fact that this technology is real and they need to be part of it that's a, a big validation
0: you know i hate the imf and i think they're full of crap myself but yeah this is some again this is something and and of course as i mentioned a moment ago ledger f uh gets approval to clear cryptocurrency derivative contracts. So, again, this is just another thing which will open up more markets and then I think bring more players in. You know, this is almost comparable, Matt, to what they call reversals and conversions in trading. Uh, You know, when the first guys figured out how to use the S&P against, um, the OEX against the S&P, it became a, a, a big model trade and actually increased volumes and increased things in the way things happen. I think that's the same thing we're now starting to see in the in the cryptocurrency world. What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, the uh, yeah, arbitrage opportunities, I think, yeah, cause more volume. Yeah, I think that's really good. More liquidity is good there. You know, at consensus, uh, there were boosts for I don't know how many exchanges, a bunch of new exchanges popping up, uh, you know, some geared. Towards some were decentralized exchanges, some were uh, more for institutional players, but it, it, they're all good. The fact that there's you know all these people trying to open up uh, more exchanges is just it, you know it's a positive thing. Uh, some of them you know won't make it; you get consolidation later on, but uh, but yeah, no, I mean it's just it, it, it's growing pretty fast. So now you've said that all. Look at you;
0: you've almost scripted this industry from the beginning I mean you've been pretty much on top of what is going to happen how it's going to happen so I mean obviously uh, that's great and it's great that you have such a dynamic understanding of how it all works I mean again I, I foresee you know options coming out and again to me that when they do that that creates more liquidity that keeps it makes it easier and all of a sudden you can trade it in your TD Ameritrade account or your IB account so it just makes it better for everybody I think what do you think?
1: Yeah the option thing I think is huge I mean you know, for the hedging. I mean, if you can't hedge the stuff, how much money are you going to put into it? To it? Um, you know, the one, the one thing that has been a problem, too, is we haven't had enough stable coins. So uh, uh, if you wanted to go to cash, you really – you had to go to cash. You had to go to – you know, uh, there was no stable uh, coin you could go to. Now you have, you know, more of these coming out. You have uh, true USD, which is added on to Tether, and you have a couple more coming out. So anything that allows you to get in and not worry about overnight volatility, for example, or you know having to move from one exchange to another, I think that's good. And this is crypto investing, and this
0: is the Bubba Show with Matt Demeter, DemeterResearch.com, and myself, Todd Horowitz. and of course, remember to download the show each and every day. At libertytalk.fm and also get the sporting edge there as well. And in the meantime, don't forget about our high school investing program. That's highschoolinvesting.com. You can check out the curriculum. If you want to help us out, go to Patreon, P A T R E O N, dot com forward slash Bubba Trading. And uh, you can help us continue this program if you'd like. In the meantime, it's getting close to being ended and if we don't start to raise some capital. In the meantime, this is the Bubba Show, at the top of Orwitz. We'll be right back with more from Matt after the break. Back to the Bubba Show at Demeter, dot and Todd Bubba Horwood, BubbaTrading.com and Matt. Uh, last week, uh, a lot of movement to go nowhere except that the Russell continues to break out to new highs. What was your take of the market action in last week's shortened holiday week?
1: Um, you know, it, I was thinking we were going to get a, a a dip, which we did, you know, on Tuesday, and then that was it that was you know we were we were overbought to begin to begin the week uh we took the first day to neutralize that and then we, you know we ran up to new highs on friday and the nasdaq and at russell dow actually ended a little bit lower for the week and i think the uh uh nyse closed flat or a little bit slightly down um my take is that you know we're nasdaq still trying to get to eight thousand. And uh, that'll probably be the next spot we see uh, a, a possible top, a possible major top. Um, so I think we're going higher. I think you know we ended this we ended this past week uh, on you know intraday indicators overbought again. So we might get another little dip, but then I think we're gonna we're gonna go higher. Yeah, no, I mean again, it, it, it,
0: I, I've I've been telling people you know that this is a great time to observe the markets because it, it, we're right at that key level that we should go higher based on what your work says. But you know we could go a lower once again, and it's just really this consolidation is always a, a very challenging pattern for anybody to trade. Uh, but when we when we look at, it, at what's going on, and of course the Russell continues to make new highs, and you can hear the pundits talk about, well, it's because you know they're not affected by whatever. And I go, okay, whatever. The markets are going higher. That's a, it doesn't matter why. And, and certainly a less than a one percent move, and you know they're fretting, wiping their brow, and the market was down three hundred. I go, it's one percent. What the what the what's the big deal, right? But. <laughs> In, in the meantime, the dollar that you identified at eighty eight is a great spot, and of course, the dollar's now it hit ninety five, which was our first target, and then sold off a little bit, and I think probably goes back to ninety three before resuming its upward move. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, last time we talked about it was overbought uh, on daily indicators. It's you know pulled back a little bit last week. And uh, now, it, you know, those indicators are not quite neutral. They're still a little bit overbought, but I think that, uh, you know, we go higher there. Uh, you know, long medium term, we go long. We go higher longer. Longer term, you know, I'm thinking the 120s. So yeah, I think we have a ways to go. Yeah, no,
0: and I think that the, obviously the euro currency got clobbered, as you also predicted. And of course, I, I thought that the bounce at the end of the week was pretty normal. Again, I would not be surprised to see it make one more run at, uh, I don't know, 118, 119 before it starts to resume lower. I mean, again, I I think the euro currency has gone to zero. So that's just my opinion. But what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah. No, I mean, uh, we could get another bounce out of it. uh, But it did. It got very oversold on daily indicators. But just a little pop that we got out of it was enough to, you know, give some breathing room on those indicators and neutralize them enough that we could head right back down again I, I think there's probably slightly more upside but i wouldn't be betting on it i'm still short uh euro and long dollar and i think that'll continue for for a while
0: oh so, no i agree i think i look i agree longer term I, you know depending on how you're looking at it i mean you know your trading is is a little bit longer term and has a little bit longer a, a time frame to it you know versus somebody's trying to day trade it but again I, I agree with you and i think they're listen like i said i've said this for a long time i think we're going back under par and that's that they even survive uh but of course oil has 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 continued you know it looked like they're gonna try to run it and of course they crapped on it once again at the end of the week and to me oil looks like it's breaking down and this almost looks like the The chart, you know, we've seen where the new money comes in, the smart money gets in early, and they run it up, and and then you get the first break, and they the new the new paradigm, and then all of a sudden you get one little pop, and then it falls, and then that's the end of it. And I think to me that's almost what I'm seeing in oil. What do you think?
1: Yeah, no, so we hit a target, uh, a lateral target for me, or or came very close. At it was roughly at 73, and uh, we're falling from it, uh, obviously quite a bit now. on a sixty-five eighty, um i have a target you know i'm I'm trying to determine exactly where it is but it looks to be in the high high 50s that will be the you know the bounce point the point that where where you know we we get down there and then we could have another rally back up again longer i mean i don't know from that point forward do we go right back up into the 70s we very well could uh I i have a this is really long term by the way this is like years out but I have a declining uh, target that's in the 95 to 100 zone uh, but like I said it's declining and and you know if it takes a couple of years it will be it'll be down into the 80s and the 70s again um, but then I think uh, that'll be that that it's such a huge pattern uh, once we hit hit that top line which I like I said is declining uh, that'll be the la- that'll be be the beginning of the last bare leg in in oil and then I think we're going down to 1020 dollars per barrel. All right. I so agree. Uh, yeah.
0: yeah. I, I think if I look at it I go right now in my mind the way I see it is 62 58 and then the 40s. That's how I see it. But yeah. who knows? I mean we'll see how it trades out, but as as we look and of course the bonds have had jeez. They just went straight up most of the week until the end of the week and uh, of course interest rates fell but i look at that as just a, 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 an oversold in the bond futures an oversold bounce uh, almost a dead cat kind of bounce and uh, obviously the down, the lowering in rates is a the, the opposite right but i mean i know you had a little bit different views you i think assume that the tlt which is the representation of the bonds has a chance to get the 129
1: yeah and it's declining so now it's really closer to 128 um so yeah, I think we can get to 128 before before uh, if we do. I'm gonna short the hell out of it at that point. Um, I agree. I think you know long term bonds are going down. I think 128 is my target to the upside right now. Um, I, one of the reasons I wouldn't fight it right here, I wouldn't you know try to short it here, is that the commercials have an, a new all time record long position in the in the ten year uh, treasury futures. And they have a very large long position in the 30 year uh, futures. So, you know, uh, with such a big long position by the commercials, who are usually the smart money you know that that suggests we got more upside to, to go here
0: i it could be i'm i'm shorting him i i get it and uh, i'm going okay. i'm on to sit with him i mean i understand i i don't disagree with yeah. what you're saying at all i just look at the pattern to me it's going straight up and you know i'm just uh, i could never buy that so if i'm gonna do anything i gotta sell it uh but you, you know as we look at it now at, at gold you know gold did not act as well as it should have acted and i still think it might be on support though
1: what's your what's your views on gold now yeah, it came back down to rising support, and uh, I'm still, you know, I'm still pretty, I'm still more bullish than bearish. I, you know, there, it, it's gotten down to the support level, still hasn't hit uh, its resistance level, which is declining. Uh, it's presently about 1390. So um, I, I still want to see. We we've gotten towards the low end, the the support end. Uh, I, I could see it drop a little bit further down to about 1280 or 1279 and and then and then run from there. But um, I think, you know, uh, upside is where we're going next. I I think part of the drop that we saw on Friday had to be, you know, the strong jobs report. Um, but I think that'll revert, I mean, I think, you know, we'll have, we'll, we'll bounce out of this.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, look, at the end of the day, I mean, you know, markets do what markets do, and that's why we can't necessarily always predict the short term. But on the long term, your patterns are, are fairly clear, and they typically play out. It just
1: Again, everything depends back on your overall time frame, doesn't it? Yeah, it's it's just time frame. And, uh, you know, one thing that is concerning about the metals is that commercials who highly – this is – if we talk about commercials, this is the one market where we really have to pay attention with gold and silver. And they, uh, they have been willing to short the metals at lower prices than normal. So normally they'll wait until we get, you know, until uh, they'll layer on shorts as, as prices move higher. And in this case, recently, like the past uh, month, they've been shorting more aggressively at lower prices. And since they almost never lose I mean that's that is one concern I still think we can get up you know back up at least to the, the old recent highs you know of, of this year and this
0: is the Bubba show top of horrors so everybody have a great day thank you so much it's so great to be here with you as always we will see you back here tomorrow same time same station right here on the Bubba show top of horrors everybody we'll see you later. Revolutionary Talk for Revolutionary Times.
1: Liberty Talk FM.